Welcome back to the Midwifery Wisdom Podcast. This week, we are so excited to bring you a special episode. Augustine, Layla, and Zul, three of our four co-hosts, were able to meet live here in Denver, Colorado at the Midwifery Wisdom Conference. And they were able to meet with the incredible Monet Nicole, the genius photographer behind Monet Nicole birthing stories. They dive deep into how powerful and beautiful birth photography is, how it's impacted the birthing world as it is, and how it really strengthens and supports the photographer, the midwives, and of course, the birthing family. So welcome back to the third season, fourth season. What are we on? I think we're on, well, you have all those mini episodes in between. So those are special. Well, we have watched again and welcome back to the Midwifery Wisdom Podcast. And this year we're really excited to be produced by the Midwifery Wisdom Foundation, which is a new nonprofit to mainstream midwifery care. And um, we had a really exciting guest today and we're live. And we have like almost our entire co-host team here in one table. The amazing part of being at conference. So um, I'm really happy to be joined by Layla, my longtime co-host, and Zool. So before we get too far into it, so will you do a little introduction? Where are you? Who are you? What do you do? Um, hi, everyone. I'm so happy to be here, especially because we're live. Um, my name is Sol Ruiz. I'm a midwife from Puerto Rico. I currently live in Florida, and I'm a professor, and I'm also the dean of one of uh, the midwifery schools, CCSM. Awesome. Thank you so much. And then our guest today i cannot tell you how excited i am to have you here i've been thinking about hosting you here for so long uh my name welcome thank you i'm so glad to be here i was telling you that i am a religious um, listener of your podcast so it's a <laughs> huge honor to be here with you guys today that's amazing well for those potential listeners who don't know who you are will you give us an intro sure my name is monet nicole and i am a birth photographer i'm based here in denver and i am also the co-founder of birth becomes you which is an amazing um, online community of birth photographers from all over the world it is amazing. And I would say in, in maybe a large part, birth photography in the U.S. exists because of your advocacy and education efforts. And that's why I want to start first. Is, will you dig into that and tell us a little bit about why and how you got started and how this happened? Absolutely. I When I think about birth photography, um, I go back to really honestly a really dark season in my family's life i um i was in texas i was getting my mfa so i'd always been drawn to the arts and i was in grad school and about six months in my oldest sister got in a um, just terrible car accident and she um she died my nephew died my brother-in-law died just a really intense tragic and we were in the icu in the hospital just immersed in the medical world, obviously in a really tragic situation. And then concurrently around that same time, my other sister was in Florida with her family and her two-year-old son wandered into a backyard, fell in the pool and wasn't found for several minutes. They did CPR, life flighted into the children's hospital. And he went from this like healthy, vivacious little guy to um, just 
completely impacted for the rest of his life. Mm. Um, he can't talk. Um, he can't walk. He's on a G tobe. Um, he's an amazing kid, but just life altering. And so my family had these two huge tragedies happen really back to back. Um, and my older sister, the one that survived with the, the little kiddo that had drowned Ryan, um, like most parents, like most moms, when something like that happens, you want to do anything, right, to make that better, to help your kid out. And so she um, ended up talking to some researchers who were doing a lot of work with stem cells and basically regenerative things that would allow kiddos that had severe cerebral palsy or other kind of brain injuries to potentially get better. And so there was all this experimental treatment going on, but it required stem cells. And obviously they hadn't collected stem cells from any of their kiddos. And so she decided, you know, like, let's have another baby and see if we can use those stem cells um, to potentially help Ryan. So she got pregnant. She was 40 years old. Um, She had very typical hospital births with her three other kiddos. And this pregnancy was kind of like, I think it was the first positive thing that had happened in our family during this season of tragedy. It was this hope and potential for new life and for healing, right? Um, And so it was this really, I think this this really important change in our family's dynamic. But, um, you know, I was in Austin and I happened to like go on, I don't even know where this was being streamed, but I watched the business of being born. And I was like, oh, wow, like this is really interesting, you know? And of course I I was young, I was in my mid twenties. I was in grad school. I wasn't thinking about babies, but I was like, this is interesting. I need to show this to my sister. So I flew home to Colorado, hosted a baby shower for her. And I was like, you gotta just watch this with me. So we sat in her room. She was like 32 weeks pregnant and she watched it. And she was like, Monet, she was like, I don't think I want to go back to the hospital. She's like, I think I want to have a home birth. And I was kind of sitting there being like, oh my gosh, like what have I convinced her to do? You know, I was like, this is um, this seems like a big shift, but you know, she was getting all that typical, like advanced maternal age and we need to induce you. And we had just spent literally like a year in the hospital with so much intensity, so much intervention that the thought of like, wait a second, we don't have to go back there was really freeing. And so she decided to do a home birth. She found a home birth midwife in Colorado Springs. And um, I, she asked me to come out for the birth. And so I flew home, how we timed this out now being a birth worker, I don't know how we did this, but we timed it out perfectly. I flew home. She went into labor 48 hours later and I got to watch this birth and, you know, it still almost moves me to tears. Obviously, you know, I think when you watch a family member give birth, it's so powerful, but after all that loss and after all of that tragedy, being able to see her give birth to her baby and the safety of her home. I mean, it was just so beautiful. And I had my camera with me um, because I was doing photography at the time. I was doing like not birth, obviously doing like food photography. I had my camera and just, I was like, wow, like this is powerful. Like this is life changing. Like this is, this is what I want to be documenting. These are the stories I want to be telling. Like, and so I got to be at that birth and it changed my life, you know, um, it of course changed our family's life, but it changed my life too. And so that's where it really started. 
And I, what year was that? That was 2013. That's what I thought. Yeah, actually, no, I'm sorry. It was 2012. Mm-hmm. My daughter was born in 2013. So it was 2012. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I just kind of dived in after that and really all along the way, I think at the time birth photography was definitely happening in the United States, but it was from this perspective of birth is something that we go to as photographers where the city flies on the wall, we're supposed to document what happens and we're not really supposed to advocate for a lot of change. We're supposed to just be they are taking pictures and I just came with a different perspective of like, you know, I'm going to do this. If I'm going to be in these spaces, if I'm going to take these images, I want these images to make the world a better place. I want to make, I want these images to make a difference, not only for the families that I'm serving, but for the larger world. And I really believed from the very beginning that the power of these images was that it really could change um, the way that birth happens in our country and of course around the world. So. And, it, and it really has. I mean, this is what's so inspiring. Did you ever follow or um, connect with uh, Melissa Kate? Yes. Yeah. So Melissa Kate was the birth photographer I hired when I was right. birth center in 2010 in Oregon. And I know that what she, the, the reach that she had, and she only did birth photography for a limited amount of time, but the reach that she had was really extraordinary because yeah. it just hit this nerve with people yes. everywhere. Like, yes. oh yes, this is this tremendous life event that has ha- up till now right. mostly been undocumented. Right. Um, yeah, we, we have some amazing memories and times from that. And one thing I noticed working with Melissa is that she was a mama. Yes. Um, not, not a birth worker, quote unquote. Now, of course, we do consider birth photography birth workers, but she wasn't. And she was so affected by the experience and learned so much that sometimes she would like fall into an assistant role yeah, kind yeah. of unexpectedly or yeah. uh, like hand them the thing. Yeah. Like be like, oh, I know what you're looking for. Here. Yeah. I, I wonder if that's happened to you. And I wonder if um, like, where have you predominantly photographed? You yeah. started with this home birth. Yeah. I know you have worked with birth centers. Yes. Um, so let's look yes. at that. Yeah. So I think, I think the lucky thing about, or the beautiful thing about birth photography is that, you know, I think a lot of doulas primarily end up at the hospital, right? Because that's where, where a lot of folks need that advocacy and that extra care is hospital birth. So a lot of doula, a lot of my doula friends are primarily at the hospital. Um, but birth photographers really get to kind of see all different types of birth. You know, I would say I'm at home births like 30% of the time. I'm at hospital births. I'm at scheduled C-sections. I'm at um, birth center births. And so I get to really see the full spectrum of what birth looks like in America and in Colorado, which I think is a really unique perspective because so often, you know, you're, if you're, you know, the home birth midwives, you know, they're primarily obviously going to be at home. Maybe they transfer in with clients occasionally, but obviously that's not the norm. And so I feel really lucky that I get to be in all of those spaces. You know, I, it's very common for me to be, you know, in a home birth in somebody's bathroom and watching a baby come into the world. And then two days later, I'm in the OR and I'm watching a cesarean birth and documenting it. Um, I've been to probably, I think like 800, 900 births now. And so I have um, a good amount of experience and yeah, absolutely. Like I've this, this fall, especially I've ended up, I, I tend to make it to the birth before the midwife often, I think because I'm really 
committed, obviously, and want to document that story, right? And if baby comes before the midwife is there, mm -hmm. things are usually fine, baby's healthy, but you're not going to have your pictures if I'm not there. So I really, I, I tend to be kind of speedy and I've helped catch a few babies this fall just because I get there before the midwife does. Um, and just to put this, I was going to say, just to put this in perspective, you need a hundred births to graduate. It's so much money. Like just 900 observations. Like I, I bet you have learned so much nuanced. Yes. And the ability for you to compare and contrast and right. see these disparate places of birth. But one of the things that I've noticed, especially about birth photography, that you don't get as a student midwife or as a doula or as a midwife is the ability for you to still be a pure witness. Yes. Mm, yes. Because even as a doula, there is still this expectation of like, well, if shit hits the fan, you're going to step in and help me, or mm. you're going to take responsibility for whatever. Like, there's still this underlying medical provider, even in the space of the doula and the student midwife and the birth assistant and the midwife. And so in terms of unassisted births or free births that photographers go to, they're welcome in that space. Right. They're still welcome because they don't have the clout that they're going to disturb physiologically. Mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, if the person, if there's someone else in the room, we've already done it, right? You've disturbed right. it, but not in the way of saying, because there's the fear, right? There's the fear that the midwife is going to overstep my desire sometimes, yeah. right? I want my birth this way. And the midwife has all this trauma. Right. from experiences that she's had and she may just like walk in and give you a shot in the shit in the leg and you're like whoa that's not what we talked mm -hmm. about well your birth photographer is not really gonna do that right, right? they're gonna sit in the corner and watch what like, kind of whatever goes down and i have talked to a few birth photographers who only do unassisted births yeah and the sometimes the story is really beautiful physiological experience that they get to witness and have. And sometimes it's the EMS yeah. arriving and being on and the change of plans and yeah. all of that that goes down um, that the parents get to have as documentation. Right. And I think that's birth photographers alone hold that space. Really unique. Doulas can't hold that. Right. Midwife assistants, students, midwives, OBs, nurses, no one can hold that space to only witness right. without taking that on. And I think it's, I mean, I think it's, it's like a blessing and a curse, right? Mm -hmm. Because as someone who's seen a lot of births and seen a lot of really wonderful, beautiful births that were supported well, it's hard then to go into a space and, and see that not happen and to feel like, what is my role here? Like, really to really just this? sit here yeah. and document this and not say like, Hey, like this is, you know, but at the end of the day, it is their story, you know, and my job is to, to document that story and to provide them with resources and support when, and if they, they need that. I don't think people realize how important birth photography is though for processing our birth stories. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, where I started out, especially the, the majority of people that hired me tended to be people that were like, I don't know, I don't want to use the word, but like kind of like hippies, you know, people that were like really crunchy, really into birth. And it's been interesting to see over the last 10 years, how more and more people are starting to recognize and realize that this is a transformational experience. No matter how you, no matter how you give birth, no matter if it goes really well or if it goes really poorly, 
it is transformational. And we think about our birth stories for the rest of our lives. You know, my grandmother gave birth in Louisiana in the 1950s and it's total, you know, twilight sleep, you know, but she would still try to piece together and tell us her birth story mm -hmm. all those years later. She had a baby after my mom that passed away, I think 24 hours after birth. We're assuming some kind of congenital heart defect. I don't really know what happened but she still talked about that baby and that birth mm -hmm. for the rest of her life. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, you know, a lot of people are sometimes worried about like, oh gosh, like, or I'm not worried, but just kind of like, why would you have a photographer? Like, why would you capture that? I still think that we have that like misogyny, right? In our culture that, that still really mm -hmm. thinks of birth as something that you don't want to really talk about, or you don't really want to see. And I think the beautiful thing about birth photography is that we said, you know what, actually, these images matter and these stories matter. And we've been told that we need to kind of keep this private and not bring this to the surface, but actually these images change us. So these, these stories change us and these images can help us understand what happened. And a lot of my clients that have really sometimes awful birth stories or birth, birth experiences, they use those images to better understand what happens, to reflect on what happens. And I do think having a photographer in the room for my clients, especially my, my hospital clients, I do think it changes the kind of care that they receive. And Ooh, I hate to say that, but it, yeah. having a witness there and having somebody that is taking pictures and is documenting what happens, I do think reminds providers that like, hey, like this is um, forever. Versus forever. Yeah. <laughs> and there's yeah. some accountability. Yeah. That's well, I'd be interested, Zul, if yourself and Augustine too, you know, some midwife, in some spaces, they're like, no photography in this part. Like, you can't photograph that, right? You can't photograph crowning. You right. can't. And um, we're like, well, the birthing person's given us permission. So right. what are you worried about, right? But as yeah. midwives, I'm always like, if we have a resuscitation, if we have a hemorrhage, if we have a complication that I've got to manage, please keep snapping. Please keep snapping because I want to look at timestamps. Yeah. <laughs> I want to look back and be like, I missed this. Yes. I didn't do that. And you talk about processing for the birthing person, but um, we really need processing too. Do you feel like that, Sue? Absolutely. So I had two things in my mind. So a lot of the times I tell my clients that having a birth photographer is like having an out-of-body experience because a lot of the times we don't remember what happened in the birth, even for us. Yeah. Lena, what you're saying, like we're resuscitating a baby and it takes time to go back because we're go moving with emotions, right? And then we go back and it's like that, having this out-of-body experience, like thinking, you see yourself. <laughs> absolutely, in my birth, I thought that I was screaming the whole time like yes. a maniac. And then... <laughs> My birth photographer showed me this picture, and there I am with my eyes closed. <laughs> then, I mean, I know what I was saying in my head, but like the picture doesn't say that. That's so, so funny. Yeah, we so heard that a lot. People saying things like, "I'm sorry, I asked for the epidural," so many times. So like, <laughs> yeah, it's like you didn't. So I think I'm in love with birth photography, but I think it's because of all of the things that you get from that, yeah. or even the power 
for yourself of like I did that right. and but now you're looking at it right, right? and so it makes yeah. me think of like self-actualization you know mm-hmm. like last little hierarchy of needs like we need to have food and shelter and emotional connection or whatever but the pinnacle of that is self-actualization we have to see ourselves yes. as yes. ourselves yeah. yes and first time he does that yes it does and I mean that's what I, I love about it you know I've done weddings I've done food photography I've done portrait work and it's all fine but there is something about the realness of being able to depict who this person is their strength their courage their beauty and it's not the kind of beauty where we you know get our hair done and we pick out a perfect outfit and we I mean it's bloody and messy and intense but I have clients who tell me years down the road that they will watch their birth video right before they have to go in and do an interview or you know what I mean because it it gives them this sense of like confidence I can do this like I have done hard things and I can do this Mm -hmm. and so and 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 you know I would see I I think especially like that first year postpartum I think I have a lot of clients too that will look at their birth photos over and over because you know how intense that first year is Mm -hmm. you know even if you feel like you're doing a great job there are days where you're just like what am I doing wrong and you feel that lack of confidence and being able to look at those images and see, wow, like I made it through this. Like I'm going to make it through or whatever. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. if you're feeling overwhelmed again, you're like, Oh, well I was overwhelmed once yes. and I made it through. So yes. Absolutely. Wow. But I think too, you know what you spoke on about how, you know, I have timestamps. Midwives are always asking me for timestamps when we're at births that are a little bit, you know, tricky or, or have some moments that are, that are a little bit difficult. Um, and I think that, there is such a a gift in being able to sit down with the family after a difficult birth experience and to have some images and to talk through what happened and to give up midwives the opportunity to say, hey, like, let me show you an image of what, you know, what was happening. Like if there's a shoulder dystocia, like let's talk through what happened here. It can be such um, an educational opportunity for the family, for the midwife team. And then most importantly, I think for other other people i mean the people that allow us to share images not all my families do but the ones that do i just think i'm like what a gift and what a difference this can make Mm -hmm. because i have people that follow me from all over the country and a lot of these people aren't home birth midwives Mm -hmm. these people are like nurses in the Mm -hmm. hospital and have been doing things the same way year after year and they see an image and they're like wait a second like upright birth in the hospital like this is happening and it's like yes it's happening this is happening in a major denver hospital this is not some you know we're not out in the middle of nowhere like this is this is happening you know and i think that that's important and i think that's why we're seeing a lot of change happening i think we're seeing more change happening in the hospitals and i and at a faster rate than we have in a really long time. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's because of social media and it's because people are sharing their birth stories, good and bad, and saying, wait a second, like one, there's a different way of doing this. And two, this happened and this isn't okay. And I think that's making a difference. That's so powerful. I, I just want to reflect on some of the points you've made already. Like birth photographers do have this really unique place. They are documentarians, they're witness, they're advocacy, and it's all done through this like click, this lens, this moment mm-hmm. captured. And then of course the power of social media multiplies that, but it's extraordinary really. It's extraordinary. It's an amazing profession. I want to go back to like how it started. Sure. Will you you know, I want to hear more because yeah. I, I know you shifted names 
partially through Mm -hmm. and we all followed along with that and maybe our listeners don't know so i'd love to hear is that what you mean how she started yeah i mean birth photography in general i'm sure there's a history there but that's do you know any of that history i mean i there was definitely like there's been a couple of waves so there was like a wave that predated me you know and those birth photographers who are amazing people um they were really though the ones that um a lot of the images were done on black and white so there was like a, yeah. a lot of black and white photography yeah hiding the blood yes hiding yeah. the blood hiding yeah. the messiness and there was a lot of focus on the emotion obviously which i yeah. think is Face really close up yes yeah, yeah. you like, couldn't even sure you're out of her right yeah right yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was kind of, I mean, again, I'm making these terms up, so I'm sure there's going to be people that will correct me on this. But then I feel like there was the second wave, and that's kind of where I kind of entered in. And those were the birth photographers that were like, wait a second, we really actually want to see this baby crown. Like, we want to see that. We want to see the blood. We want to talk about the amniotic fluid. We want to see... This is not just, I mean, it is very much an emotional experience, but there's something so powerful about the physicality of birth, right? Mm. What our bodies do to birth our babies. It is fascinating. It is, um, and I think it's powerful for us to see our bodies in that light. And right? not even just bodies. I mean, I think this is what is so profound about birth photography is that it, the focus is on the birther. Right. But in fact, they're not the only one making space for this new person. Yes. A whole family changes. Yeah. The, whole, the whole room that the molecules yeah. rearrange yeah. for this person to show up. And you capture that. I, I remember being so amazed by Melissa's pictures early on. It's like, I'll get these photos back. And there are these photos of everyone else behind mm-hmm. me. Yeah. You know, like I'm there totally focused on this little baby going out, you know, yeah. this mom having a thing. Yeah. But behind me, there's like sisters and aunties and like yeah. snap bubble. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And that emotionality of it is yeah. extraordinary. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would add there's probably a third wave that happened even before that. And that was like in the 70s. Yes. Some early yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, I, I'm thinking of photos of Michelle O'Donnell's mm-hmm. uh, clinic in Pithers, France, or I'm thinking of uh Chorowski or whatever the guy that did used to do births in the Black Sea right. in the 60s. You know, right. there were photos of yeah. that. And that is part of what led to the resurgence of midwifery nationwide yeah. globally. Yeah. 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 But then, then uh, the, those like when it became stylized, yes. very black and white. Yeah. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's a really kind of um, uh, terrifying and maybe great qu- question or situation for someone like a birth photographer. But um, do you think movement and momentum could ever have happened without photography? Yeah, I think it would have, but not at the pace. I mean, like for instance, the ninety percent of the posts on Badass Mother Birther our birth photography right yes like floor cruises whole platform is based on expanding the reach of these birth photographers advocacy images right, right. and right. it's an extraordinary tool really yeah. and it's yeah. under underestimated and undervalued i think birth photographers have historically been very close with midwives yeah mm-hmm. and that's not so much happening in the hospital right um do you think that's like a lost opportunity what's what's happening in that dynamic when you are in a hospital I mean, it's, I always tell people that I feel really lucky that I'm here in Denver because I think Denver is a very um, welcoming birth community. And we have a lot of midwife based hospital practices here in Denver. And we have a very thriving community midwifery base here, which means we have transfers and there's been a lot of work done over the years to kind of bridge the gap between the two. Um, I think the hospital, Overall, like for me, you know, the hospital is 
is a welcoming place. I feel very welcome in hospitals, but I was just on, before I came here, I was on a Zoom call with a bunch of birth photographers from Birth Becomes You. We were talking about trauma and some of the stories they shared about being in the hospital and having to witness, again, that witness piece, witness this stuff happen over and over and over again. Yes. They were, I mean, people crying, you know, it's it's really hard because we not only have to see it, but then we have to go home and we have to look at those photos. We have to edit those images. We have to decide, okay, like, what am I going to share? What am I going to share? Am I, well, am I going to give this to my client or is this, you know, and that's a really hard role. And that's a hard role to play too, because, <laughs> you know, we're not just doc. I mean, we are documenting, but we're also then having to craft the story. And that's Ooh, a big burden. That's another point. To yes. have as a heavy. photographer. Like, it's a lot. Wait. And I love what you shared about how you went home and you, or you looked at your birth images and you saw those images of you smiling and laughing, you know, and it, it made me just think, God, like every birth that I go to, I have to be so thoughtful about the moments that I capture and what are the moments that I'm not capturing and why am I making these choices and what is my own bias or influence that's making you decide what to get yeah. to yeah, I was that's thinking my next question yeah I was like, saying that yeah. too I was like yeah. well what if there were pictures of you screaming right and she chose yeah in fact yeah. I I had this happen once I had a, a different birth photographer than Melissa Kate covering a birth once and she was snapping and snapping snapping yeah. and this about rough birth but the MIA came out and they did okay right. and then you know postpartum and mom recovered whatever and then um she called me and, and at like two weeks postpartum and she was like I feel like I'm going crazy. Oh, wow. It's like, what's going on? And she's like, I just got sent my birth photos and there's only 22 of them. And she was in there with me for five hours clicking. I know she took more than 22 pictures and I don't see any of the chaos. And so I had to reach out to that birth photographer and be like, you need to share that. Yeah. Censor this. But, and coming prior to midwifery as being a doula, right? Sometimes I'd like walk in for our first 48 hour postpartum or 24 hour postpartum. And I'm like, ready to talk about all the trauma we just went through. Yeah. I'm like, that, by the way, you were like obstetrically raped and all of your autonomy was taken from you. And do you know all these things? Right. And they're just like, it's such a great <laughs> and you're like oh uh, yes okay. and then i question is it my responsibility to tell someone that that is not okay that that was trauma and and someone brought it back one day they said if you saw someone unconscious that was raped in an alley do you tell them absolutely you tell them yeah this but just because it's birth we share well it's because birth is so deeply ingrained in the patriarchy and the patriarch is so about the the adult figure that knows more the yeah. infantilization of women that happens mm-hmm. absolutely this, this reminds me of like how i talk with folks about postpartum processing after there is a trauma i talk about it like there's a necklace that we're stringing when we are having an experience. It was like this necklace of our experience and every memory, every moment, everything you can think back is a bead, right? Mm-hmm. And so normally when we're, there's a knot of trauma, like you finish stringing your necklace, you get to the end of your experience, a knot is, is naturally tied in like that experience is over. And then you wear the necklace out into the world and you tell people, oh, this happened here and this happened here, right? But when a trauma happens, the necklace breaks and falls onto the floor before it's tied. 
And so the first job in trauma recovery is to collect all the beads. Yeah. And then the next job is to figure out what order they go in. And what happens in that figuring out phase is oftentimes you discover that you actually have collected other people's beads who've fallen on the ground. These other story, birth story pieces that were the nurse's fear, grandma's worry, people that maybe weren't at your birth, they, they gifted you beads into this basket of mess that you're trying to figure out. And you also sometimes end up with lint and like garbage that was on the floor. Like it's not even true. Like stuff from the community that's like babies die at home births. Well, that's the lint garbage that got left from our cultural, you know, whatever. And and so a midwife's job, and this is how I teach my students, a midwife's job is to be there at the time when we're still gathering before we start ever right. stringing so we can say but let's talk look about closely look closely here this is this is garbage off the floor this doesn't belong on your birth experience necklace put that down yeah. or that story bead belongs to your nurse i was there that didn't actually happen mm-hmm. um, and so i think we do have a responsibility to like course correct and what's fascinating about birth photography bring it back again is that you guys like literally have the story beats right. that are right there. Every image is like, oh, we can put it in order. And like, yeah. there's how it happens. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate you leaning into that idea of like the way that you share these, the timing, even the way that you edit them yeah. changes that person's awareness of their own story. And because we are so in our body, sometimes we forget or are unaware or oxytocin does its job and we have total amnesia. <laughs> uh, and it, it's really powerful. One message that I was given, I want to circle back to this one message I was given. I, I had a birth partner at all three of my births um, 25 years ago. Yeah. And um, one thing that I was told uh, by the, my birth photographer, it was one of those early ones, yeah. black and white, whatever. She said, um, I'm going to give you these. And it was all print. You know, there was right. nothing digital. Right. She's like, I'm going to give you these, but I want you to promise you won't look at them until you're at least a month. Yeah. And I was like, why? <laughs> I want to look at them right now, Julie. Because it is outside your body. Right. And therefore, it will potentially, and it's more powerful. Yes. It will potentially override your memory of yes. the experience. And I want you to stay embodied in your experience before you get my vision yeah. of what happened. Right. And it was really powerful for me. I really respected that. I didn't open them for a whole month when they were actual prints, you know, because right. get them printed. That's how old I am. But I, I didn't look for yeah. a whole month. And I remember thinking, that is not what I remember. I remember seeing yes. a difference. I wonder how this happens for you with people in memory versus because it's yeah. instant we live in this instant world yeah and it's, it's probably one the next day right right i mean i always tell my clients like i don't know like 10 preview images just kind mm-hmm. of like highlight moments that, so they have a little bit but i do kind of follow exactly what your birth photographer did and and i don't typically give images until four to six weeks after birth mm-hmm. because i really want them to have the opportunity to integrate the story mm-hmm. and to use those birth images after they kind of set the foundation in their own mind of what happened. And they can keep the photos that they feel like fit with their story and the photos that they feel like maybe don't, they can process that with their midwife or their partner and decide what they want to do with those. If they want to delete them, they can delete them. But I, I've had over the years, you know, similar stories as you've shared where people are like, wow, I was so much calmer and more chill than I thought. But then I've had people say, gosh, like yes. these birth photos are hard for me to look at, you know, yeah. I think it's different than a portrait session, a portrait session. You're going with this kind of very clear goal in mind. You want to get a, a nice family photo for Thanksgiving car. You know, I mean, I don't know. You, you want these photos to hang on your wall. 
birth photography is a little bit different because I can't guarantee at the end that you'll like them. that you're going to love the images and you're going to want to, I mean, you're going to maybe love them in a way that, you know, it's an important moment in your life and you're going to want to have that to reflect on, but I can't necessarily guarantee that it's going to be butterflies and roses when you look at your birth images. Well, exactly. And, and it's precisely because birth is not daylight. No. Birth is not normality. No. Birth is outside. Right of our of our normal strength and it lays this the or it, it peels back even this um this rawness right, right? I, I mean even if you are birthing by cesarean right nama laying on the table there's a huge degree of vulnerability absolutely there, right and so it peels back this mask that we wear every right. day and it gets into the meat of who we are and i think some people don't love who they are mm-hmm. and some people also then we talk about all the layers they have influences from externally that has changed their experience or even changed who they are right that we then see right. like i think i've heard a lot of people very frustrated by their breath experiences when they yeah. have obstetric care yeah because it didn't match what they wanted it to be maybe they've been following you know the candle light white nightgown and you play photos on maybe instagram and they're like oh i want that word but instead they get you know the hospital scenario and they don't like it i know that we need to go back into your story i do want to know though just because you both have said that you had birth photographers at your photos augustine and Zul. and so like what um how did you know you wanted that that's like how do well how did you know like yes i want a birth photographer well I was, my birth, I had it for my second baby, so I was already a midwife for around, you know, for several years. But you did it by your first. Uh, No, I didn't even know that it existed. My mom couldn't even be there. But for me, I did, I am deeply in love with birth photography Mm. because of the symbolic aspect of it. And it was a tool that I always saw, honestly, as processing. As there were so many conversations that for me, when they received the picture, the clients and even as a student midwife triggered that closing of the care Mm -hmm. right because they will receive the pictures usually like six months later and so many questions will come out and so many expressions you know and people are like I did that oh my god I was thinking but I look beautiful (laughs) you know yeah things like that so for me but but my story is so ridiculous because I had my favorite birth photographer that I wanted it at her my birth and then my birth was like three days and of course I sent her home and then I didn't call her then my midwife's Color, but this is like literally by the third day. So honestly, every picture I have a face like I'm like a torture ship. <laughs> Are you kidding me? So I look at my birth and I'm like, really? But uh, but but it gave me that. It gave me that story back. Mm. Um, and a question that I that so that's why I wanted. I wanted to see what would I feel. Sure. What would I see? I was aware that I was going to see something different. Yeah. And it didn't yeah. until today. I see it. Uh, my picture was shared. So in, Seoul, and in Europe, somewhere, yeah. and someone was like, so that's you. And and it was amazing. You know, like I had one of the picture was I had a V-back. And at the end of those three days, my midwife said, catch your baby. And I said, no. 
And yeah. she was my mentor, she's right? Like... But she still say, catch your baby. And what I remember until this day was when I touched the body of my baby and that's in a picture. Yeah. So I remember that, but with my heart, right? Yes. Like you cannot see it. And then I got to see it. Yeah. So it so can beautiful. happen. So that, that's, that's what I got. And that's like, for me, you guys are angels. <laughs> and, but I do have a question for you. So within my love of birth photography, yeah. And then the in social media, I have seen a change. So in my case, because I love bird photography, I do tend to call the same people because I trust them. Mm-hmm. I trust their integrity. I trust that they can self-regulate yes. if something is happening. So I usually or give the right photos or all the photos so that they're not choosing that weight. Of- absolutely, absolutely. God. So absolutely. So I know that that they're you know that's going to happen the way that it needs to happen so a question for you now that their photography is so shin hide do you believe that is a code of ethics in birth photography yes no do you yeah. think that it should be yeah i can i can definitely share about that so along with you know when i started as my own business um my best friend, she was another birth photographer, Jennifer Mason. She's in Michigan. We really saw a need for a safe and supportive community for birth photographers to learn and grow and to talk about things like this. And so we started Birth Becomes You back in 2014. So pretty soon after I started actually photographing births. And that community is international and absolutely i think transformational and in within that community i think this code of ethics has developed over time where birth photographers are meeting and talking on a daily weekly monthly basis about what it means to enter into that space and how to do it in a way that is so respectful and aware of of what we are actually taking part of. And I think it's changed birth photographers from like these photographers that like to take birth pictures into into birth photographers becoming true birth workers who are really deeply invested in, in being part of the birth team where we're not just standing out on the periphery and taking pictures, but that we are in good relationship with the midwives and the doulas and they feel safe having us in their space. Because, you know, I've heard some stories about mm-hmm. bird photographers mm-hmm. coming in and saying and doing things that are deeply, I had one deeply that was into the tub and repositioning the baby. Yeah, and like, what? Yes. Stop. Yes. Like, you can't yes. touch my baby right now. Yeah. Like, not a baby. Not yes. my baby. Like one of my clients. And I was like, no, 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 no. Birth photographers don't touch me. Well, or Augustine, what you said, I just recently said, I heard something similar of someone having a birth and for hours the birth photographer was there and then just giving them 25 pictures. Yeah. And she was like, no. This was the package. This is what I'm giving you. Right, this is it. And yeah. you're going to have to pay. And it was the amount was reduced thousands yeah. of dollars. Yeah. And then on top of that, she said, I'm going to give them to you, but you cannot post them because this is my brand. Right. So this is my art. So you get to have them after you pay me right. on top of what you already pay. And please do not share them because they don't have my logo. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a whole... Ethics, There's a right? lot, a lot. And so, you know, we started Birth Becomes You because we wanted to create a community. And then we we actually started the very, like, kind of foundational first birth photography education program. And so we have birth photographers that do, it's a six-week program. It's not just like a weekend workshop, six weeks. And we talk about the photography piece, which, you know, honestly... 
to me, that's, it's not the hard part. It's really the holding space. It's knowing how to go into births that are complicated, that are difficult. It's knowing how to put the birthing person above, you know, above my own because photographers are, are very protective. I mean, you, you meet with a bunch of photographers and we're talking about copyrights and we're talking about, you know, this and that. And as a birth photographer myself, at the end of the day, like I'm there to serve this family and I put that above anything else. Maybe that makes you a photographer, but I don't know. I just, I think that that is exactly the difference between when you're a photographer and when you become a birth worker, right? There you go. That transition that happened with your way of photography is what's so unique. Yes. You became a birth worker when you stopped centering copyrights and the art. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah, you centered the birthing person yeah. and that's what's extraordinary. And I mean, I still have, I mean, there's birth photographers within my community that, you know, sometimes get upset about, well, you know, my client shared this and she put a filter on it and I don't like this or, you know, and I just, I always try to remind everybody, like, it doesn't matter. Like all of this stuff, you know, I know we do have to protect ourselves. We want to be good business owners. We want to do X, Y, or Z, but, you know, I've had clients who, you know, haven't been able to pay me because of a situation, financial situation. And a lot of people would recommend, well, you can need to hold onto those photos and don't give them their birth photos and keep the birth photos until they pay you. And I understand that from a business perspective. I really do. And I understand that advice, but as a human being and as a birth worker, and as someone who I genuinely believe that all of my clients are good people and they, they're, you know, I, I don't hold onto those images. You know, if there's a situation where they really can't pay me, I am, I am inclined to obviously, you know, hope that they're going to pay me and you know, and in every single case they have eventually, but I'm not going to hold their birth photos ransom because at the end of the day, like I want them to have those images. Um, so, but that's just me. And I mean, you know, there's a lot of birth photographers that are going to hear this and be like, oh my gosh, what are you saying? But I really do. Um, I do think that this work is sacred work. And I do think that, you know, I'm very lucky that I get paid to do it. But at the end of the day, you know, I would show it to a birth for free still, you know, because it's, it's such magical. a sacred experience, but, you know, and it really is. It's very midlifey of you. I know, that's what I was thinking about. <laughs> yeah. So, Agustin, what about you? Why did you, you choose it? No, yeah, because, well, I mean, this, this is the, yeah, here we are right there. <laughs> um, I had a plan, I, I did plan and I had an assisted birth and, uh, I knew that I was going to be very in the experience. Yeah. And I knew that there was no one clinical to tell me what happened. Right. So I have photographs because I wanted to be in both places. <laughs> you know, I have a lot of, I mean, I have a lot of midwife yeah. um, clients. I have a lot of midwives that hire me. And yeah. I think it is maybe for that reason, yeah. you know, is, is just being able for them to look back and say, oh, okay, like, so there was like a double nickel cord here and Ooh. my baby's, you know, like what after I would give it, you know what I mean? Like there's like all that stuff that I think is, um, yeah. But I mean, my relationship with midwives is truly, I think I credit it. I credit it everything. You know, it's why my business is, yeah. it's why I'm here is the relationship that I have with the midwives and the midwives here in Denver and around the world. I mean, you guys are the ones sharing our images and, and talking about these stories and, my midwives here locally, I've been so 
amazed at their willingness to just have me come in and be in that space. Because I do think, I mean, it's obviously vulnerable for the clients, but it's also vulnerable for the midwives, you know, to have somebody, I always tell my, my students, you know, imagine you're doing your job and you have somebody that you don't really know with a camera documenting every single moment. That's a big thing. You know, it is a big thing. And you guys are doing sometimes some really high adrenaline, situ- you know, you're handling some high adrenaline situations. So that's what we talk about. But then birth becomes you as like, what do we do in those situations when things are getting really hairy? Like, how do we still document, but also make sure that the providers know and feel like, this is going to be as low adrenaline as possible. And so we're not, you know, in your face, taking a thousand pictures, we're stepping back, still documenting what happens, but walking that line. And I think as birth photographers, we constantly have to do that. And even when the birth is going normally and perfectly, having somebody in there with a camera is a big deal. It changes. And so it changes. Well, I mean, there's still states where midwives are illegal. Yes. Or it's illegal to do a certain type of birth as right. an example. And um, if, they hire a birth photographer. Totally. There's proof. Yeah. You're, yes. Just, oh, breach, this baby. is how There's you proof. put me in jail. Yeah. Like, yeah. it yeah. is very scary. And um, and so there is still, I think, some fear. There, there. is. Yeah. And there's definitely, like, older midwives that I have never worked with here in Colorado. Oh, and I know the reason why. Mm-hmm. And it's because they don't want me to be in their space. And that's, that's fine. That's, you know, I'm not going to judge that. I understand that we all have our own issues and traumas and histories. But um, it is remarkable, the ones that do it right you in. It is. And yeah. even here in Colorado, there are births here that I've done that are not whatever allowed. And, you know, to still have those midwives have me come in that space and to still say, yeah, you can well, share those images. Because those midwives are centering the birth. They are. Right? Yes. And that's, that's and, that I, and they want change, you know, because I mean, yeah. honestly, being able to say like, hey, you know, these twins were born at home safely here. It shows this whole state that there are other ways of doing things. That's right. And I think that that is incredibly important and incredibly powerful. And I think that it's vulnerable. It's horrible and it's risky. And, and, you know, I have those conversations with those midwives and I've never wanted to share something without asking for their permission. You know, if it's something that is, you know, illegal or whatever we want to call it. I hate using those words around birth because yeah. it just feels like birth can't be a this is ridiculous, yeah. you know, but, um, but well, yeah, even coming in as a birth photographer, you have to know how to hold that space and you have to know how to document without being, um, intrusive without throwing the birthing person out of that hormonal cascade. Mm. And so I always think of birth photographers, we're kind of like these magicians because you do have to walk this very fine line. It's not like, you know, I go to weddings and I see the wedding photographers and they're all over the place and they're doing all the, you know what I mean? They're moving and they're, and birth photographers really have to come in with this sense of stillness. Mm-hmm. We have to have really regulated nervous systems. Absolutely. We have to, we have to walk in with that. And if we don't, I think it changes the whole dynamic. And that is something that in why I didn't hire a birth photographer because I'm like this like natural performer for anyone in the ring. And I was so terrified that if I heard the snap, I would open my eyes. Mm. Or if I heard the the snap, I I would move my head, you know, to look better for the photos. Or or something, it, it would make me try to be a something sure. that didn't exist yeah. and then i'd have more cortisol and right. less oxytocin right. and then i would stall and then right. i would have to transfer and then you know, it was just all this fear and the photographer is what like solidified me that i could only 
trust my body when I wasn't being documented. Yeah. Yeah. And that sucks. Yeah. That really sucks. It sucks but it's not looking so back. Insightful. It's totally insightful. It's true for a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. I just, I know that that's true, but yeah, it's, I don't have a memory of yeah. my birth yeah. and it would be great to have had that right. memory. Right. Um, and, but it goes the opposite as a midwife for birth photographers, because I lean into the performance that I get to try to be my best self. Sure. Sure. Oh, as a midwife, as a midwife, oh, yeah, 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 someone yeah, is there. Because someone is there. Right. I, I get to elevate right. to be the best midwife I can be. Being witness brings that out in you. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. instead of being like, oh, yeah. do I look yeah. good in this photograph of me? <laughs> no, I'm like, I got gloves on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I'm not reaching into this stuff with that blood because yeah. there's a breath photographer here. Like I'm able to elevate myself to a better midwife. Yeah, yeah. That's so nice to keep your standard. I call a good birth photographer for me is like a birth ninja. Yes. You know, they yes. can be in different places. Yes. And I don't hear, I'm like, was right. she there? Right. No, no, she's here. Right. Oh, I so, love that. I had a couple experiences where the mom's like, oh, I'm so happy, but this is so sad. The photographer. Oh, yeah. Click, click. I love it. And totally Well, I have kind of, I know we have to end yeah. soon because we're on it, but I have, I have one final question for you. And that is to see if you could give midwives advice. Yeah. Photographers, especially birth photographers, have been extraordinary at building profitable businesses. Yes. And midwives are simply not. Right. And I I know that midwives have a number of hardships and challenges right. that photographers don't face. But I wonder if you could, with all your years of witnessing all these midwives, tell us any advice you have. I really love that question because question. just just thinking about it, I know more than a handful of clients that are completely and organically okay with paying $3,000 for a birth photographer, but just cannot get it together for a midwife to pay three grand. Yeah. They're just so against paying the midwife the same amount of money they would pay for a birth photographer. And is it because we are not setting ourselves like setting boundaries for ourselves and, and setting standards yeah, and expectations for ourselves like see? birth photographers yeah are? like yeah. what is that i mean i've thought about many times i've been like oh i want to i want to be a midwife you know i've really thought about that mm -hmm. and all my midwife friends are like monet they were like do not do it they were like you make way more money than we do and you are like you're you know your job's a lot you know not, not easier but less you know, responsibility less, yes yeah. less yeah. Responsibility. So I mean, why is that i think I think a lot of it, one, I think, again, I'm going to come point back to that Birth Becomes Your community. It's an amazing community of, of photographers who are so committed to elevating the profession. I look at my midwife friends all the time and I'm like, why are you guys not charging more money? Okay, number one. Number one. Charge your worth. I mean, no one, if I had told somebody 10 years ago that I was going to charge $3,000 to show up to your birth and take pictures of your vagina, they would have looked at me like I was completely crazy, you know? <laughs> oh, so you but, built an industry. You've built a market. Right. And I've also, and is you, also you've built a market and have also said, you know, like we all know, you know, cause we, we do the same hours as midwives. We know how it is. It is so demanding to hold space day in and day out be and to be call. available to be on call it is so demanding to go to a birth and not know when you're going to come home and not know how long this is going to go it is so much and i think i think every person that enters the birth space needs to charge more and i say that not because i want it to be a financial hardship for families because i don't i really don't and i know that there is 
financial constraints on on all of us. And for some families, it's really, really hard to find a way to pay for that. But I also think our births are, we know they're transformational and we need to make a cultural shift where we as a culture are willing to invest as much money into our births as we do into our weddings. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, people are spending 20, 30, 40, a hundred thousand dollars on their weddings. And yet the idea of spending that much money on your birth is just Impressing, you know, like why would we ever do that? But at the end of the day, our births are going to probably, you know, 50% of marriages end in divorce, first of all. So, you know, who knows if you're going to be married to this person in 10 years. And two, births change us in such a transformational soul level way. Why are we not taught that it's okay to invest a little bit more, you know, and or, so a I think, or a lot more. So I think midwives need to charge more money. Ooh. And I think, I think it's, and, and I will say that it's, you know, the, within the birth becomes your community, a lot of us kind of got on that same page. And so when all birth photographers are starting to charge this much, then suddenly mm-hmm. this is how much Level they need to up, charge. Yeah. And so when there are midwives that are still charging, you know, not enough, I mean, I'm not going to throw it over, but poverty wages, poverty. then, you know, that's going to kind of be like, well, this person's only charging this much. So why would I, you know, and I think it's, I think you guys, not you, you, you all, but I do think that there is, and or, and or, you know, really get our our medical health system in support of midwifery yes, where yes. our medicaid reimbursement yes, right, is a livable right. wage and that's a whole other topic which it, I right just completely you know i was just talking about that earlier today i was like it really does come down to what insurances are really to compensate for you know yeah. it's that's awful i mean that needs to change but i also think midwives need to to band together and say and we so have to a majority of midwives are billing cash right yeah insurance right. and medicaid is great and i just don't want to price out change. an entire community of people who can't have a midwife Yes. But I think that point. I think that I think that is actually I don't know if that's a true belief. I agree. I, I, I that think that I agree. it's just that we um as a culture are not used to spending that money. But I do think that there are ways that I mean people spend money, the amount of money we spend on our phones every year, the amount that we spend on our just, yeah, just cars. Cars, you know, it's just that that's not been the offering has not been valued. Right. Right. And the so, way that these other things do. Right. So we need to create more value, yes. create this market, yes. ultimately band together and charge more. And right. that will change the industry. I 100% agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we close out, can you tell us more about Birth Becomes You? Yes. Where can, what kind of offerings yes. do you give birth photographers and yeah. birth workers? Yeah. Um, and what's coming up? Yeah. Anything fun? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you should definitely follow us on um, Instagram, Birth Becomes You, at Birth Becomes You. And then we have a ton of resources online. We have um, an online, like I said, training certification program for birth photographers. We have presets and editing tools. Mm-hmm. And then we have a really wonderful Facebook community. And that is where I would point you to go to first. If you just search on Facebook, you'll find us. And that community, of course, is just free. And it's just, it truly is. These are some of my best friends all over the world. Amazing people. Um, Even if you're not a birth photographer, if you're in love with birth, I think it's a good community to join. And yeah, we are launching a new web. We're redoing our website right now. So we're going to have a brand new, beautiful website in December. And our next um, cohort of birth photography students will start in January. So if you're interested, thinking about it. Yes. Another thought that came to my mind yes. too, as we were talking about um, 
success and how business, you know, you have a product that's a visual example of what they're paying for. Right. Yeah. And we, midwives kind of don't, right? Like we do, but can you... And what, what are you buying? What are yeah. you buying? Yeah. Like, yeah. right? Like, you I, giving you, like, yeah. like, your marketing is your, it's your, website. your yeah. website. sell you. So for us to create a website, we need you. Yeah, yes. you do. I mean, and I, and I will say that a lot of the birth photographers, I mean, a lot of the midwives and um, birth centers in Colorado that have been successful have been successful because they have recognized that and they have partnered with me and we have worked together. And yeah. my images have helped bring clients into them. Yeah. And then when their clients hire me, it's like this beautiful circle. Absolutely. So if you're a yes. midwife, find a birth yeah. photographer in your community. Absolutely. And in you your find your... Like a community, uh, find a birth becomes you community photographer. Yeah, it's on our website, birthbecomesyou.com. Um, absolutely. But yes, I mean, that's a great point. I think, you know, the midwives that are doing really well, they are at least doing that for the midwives that welcome us in their space. I I opened a birth center in 2010 with Bryce photographer on staff. And I always had a birth photographer on staff because a picture says a thousand words. It does. Yeah, it absolutely does. It is valuable. So everyone wins. Like the birth photographer gets a bigger portfolio. I have marketing images and the clients are extraordinary. Are happy. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. When, when, when. Even in our room right now, we have our resident <laughs> photographers yes. for the Midbury Wisdom Collective that are here taking photos of the event because we can't show someone yes. about how impactful learning how to do a urinary catheter is without a photo right. of it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So if you're listening, please find their Birth Becomes You Facebook community. Join even if you're not a birth photographer so that you can get connected yes. to Birth Becomes You photographers around the world absolutely and this is one of our very rare live episodes so if you're listening to this you're listening to us live and uh we are actually here in denver with you and we are at the midwifery wisdom experience our annual conference we're going to have our first ever photography showcase which we're excited to showcase some of your first becomes you members uh, who have won the competition we'll offer that again next year and there's still tickets available both online and in person so check us out midwifreewisdom.com thank you so much so glad to be here